This is the Salt Company National Podcast, a resource for college students on mission for Jesus. All right, welcome to the Salt Company National Podcast. Great to be back with you guys. I am blessed to be with one of my co-hosts, Courtney Veer. What's up? And our special guest, who will be the Saturday morning conference speaker, the man, the myth, the legend, Rob Warren. What's up, guys? Hey. Guys, we're so excited to interview Rob for this podcast. He is a man of many talents, but one is looking incredibly scary because he's huge and jacked. But he is the kindest man you'll ever meet. You're going to love him at conference. Uh, before we jump in, Rob, one of my favorite stories of you was when I was a first-year staffer at Salt Company, you coming to do our forward retreat. One of my favorite forward retreats of all time. So thanks so much for coming. And um, you're way less scarier in face-to-face relationships than you look on a stage. So get ready to be scared by Rob. Exactly. Big teddy bear. bear, (laughs) But also he's a great Bible teacher. He's a man who loves Jesus and his family really well. And we're so, so blessed to have him teach for us Saturday morning at conference. Okay. So Rob, let's just introduce you a little bit. What church are you from? What city are you in? Tell us a little bit about where you're at right now. Yep. With uh, Doxa Church in the great city and state of Madison, Wisconsin. So um, I'm acclimating well. I've been here, let's see, going on six years. So all the stereotypes of Wisconsin's all, all about cheese rocks, badgers, cheese, beer. Fantastic. That's part of my life right now. So it's good. It's good. And Rob, is it true that you guys have a trampoline park at your church? Because that's pretty yeah. cool. It's very strange and a big rock wall. So we might not be the best church in the network, but we have the coolest stuff. You're the most fun church in the network. That's fantastic. <laughs> so you've been there for six years. What's just a, a quick highlight from the last six years? I know there's a lot to talk to us about, but what's something you're really thankful for that God has done at Doxa in Madison, Wisconsin? Oh, man. He, uh, sheesh. Some of the stuff, I mean, honestly, we've just seen like, you know, not just uh, people coming to know Jesus and finding forgiveness of, of sin, but we've seen like just people's lives and families just like saved and healed and redeemed. And it's just mm-hmm. like, that's just been like a, a thing that God has just shown up in, in power and just kind of set people free. And just seeing like marriages that have just been like just in bad spots now mm-hmm. thriving and leading other people. We've seen addicts that were one, one foot in the grave just kind of by the power of God, just set free and released from that. And so I think just like mm-hmm. seeing the power of God and the power of the gospel, like move in people's lives, like that's been by far the the most joyful thing as a part of this journey. Yeah. One, one thing I remember, Rob, shortly after you guys planted, you shared stories of a few people getting baptized uh, at an outdoor service, I think in somebody's backyard. And you were sharing stories of transformation. And it wasn't like, you know, oftentimes we see so many college students get baptized, which is incredible. And we're so thankful for that. But you were telling stories of community members, older people inside of Madison who God had totally transformed their lives and were a part of of Doxa. And, and God just used their stories to encourage and to, um, yeah, just cha- radically change uh, their lives in a way that was so significant. And so I just remember 
hearing that story and like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. Like, you know, when we say we plant churches, we're, we're trying to reach, uh, this, the campus, but we're really also trying to reach the community and have loved, especially your guys's way that you've loved the city so well and how actively involved, um, you are not just at, uh, the university of Wisconsin, but also in Madison. And so appreciate you guys a ton. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. And the coolest thing with that is like the first two people that came to Jesus was, and got baptized at that outdoor service in someone's backyard was an older guy who's just a construction worker, recovering alcoholic, came to know mm-hmm. Jesus, got mm-hmm. set free. He invited a college student that he worked with um, no way. That's to awesome. come to his Whoa. baptism. <laughs> and this guy shows up smoking a cigarette, had no idea what he was doing, <laughs> come on. heard yes. all the testimonies of people getting baptized. He came to know Jesus and got baptized like two weeks later. And so it was just wow. a real cool thing of how the city and the campus were just colliding, you know? Man. I love that. And Rob, you you came to follow Jesus in college uh, as well. Tell us a little bit about how you got uh, saved and what made you decide to step into ministry. Yeah, I mean, to make a long story short, didn't really uh, grow up knowing uh, Christians, people that went to church. I don't know how that really happened. Um, if I had my head like kind of down in the sand or what, but um, yeah, had always a belief, a vague belief that there was a God, but no idea who Jesus was. And um, I remember stepping into college with just a lot of baggage. My dad mm-hmm. had just killed himself, um, was struggling with just like addiction to substances just to try and numb that pain and then was living the life of a college athlete, which, you know, that was just, just why it was a wild ride. Hmm. And it wasn't until my sophomore year where there's a, there was a guy named Andy who I used to party with, um, that he has had like a radical conversion, um, and started like talking about how he loved Jesus. And I'm like, Hmm. okay, here's a dude that's bigger than me, stronger than me, has beaten me (laughs) up. He's my best friend. And now he loves Jesus. And I'm like, what is that about? And so wow. while everybody leaned out, I kind of leaned in and he shared the gospel with me over the next four years, probably a couple hundred times. And wow. after, after a night in jail, my senior year, um, I remember just sitting in front of my computer surrounded by beer cans and drug paraphernalia and with my Bible open and it, God just lit it up and I finally saw Jesus and I'm like, wow. all right, I'm, I'm, I'm in and Googled that night how to become a Christian. And uh, started, started reading the Bible. Yeah. That's yeah, delightful. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, I just want to pause just one second on a piece of your story is that one of your friends shared the gospel with you a hundred times. I think the yeah. encouragement to Salt mm. Company students is sometimes we feel like we we share the gospel with a friend and it's like, oh, it, it doesn't seem to go well. They don't accept it. And it's like, oh, it's lost cause. It's never going to happen. Um, but I love that the persistence of your friend and this the spirit slowly working on you and transforming you. So if you're feeling discouraged right now with a friend who doesn't know Jesus, remember Rob's story that sometimes mm. the persistence and the love of a friend, um, God's going to use that in some really incredible ways. And um, yeah, don't know that guy, but he... Sounds incredible. What an amazing uh, friend to you. The other thing I want to add, guys, if you've not heard uh, the breakout session from last year that Rob shared about family brokenness and and Molly Hartman, you should listen to that story. It's more of Rob's uh, story with uh, brokenness from his family. And he touched on that a little bit, but I would encourage you to go back uh, to last year's uh, 
podcast and to look at the family brokenness uh, breakout session, I listened to it afterwards. I was at a, a different breakout session and was just crying, driving down Lincoln Way um, and just totally blown away by the brokenness, Rob, that you experienced, but the healing that you've experienced in Jesus. And it spoke so much life into to me, into my own experience. And I'm so confident that that it, it was just powerful in the lives of so many students. And so you should listen to that. Just a, a plug for last year's breakout session. Check out Rob and Molly's podcast from last year. It was incredible. It's one of the things I love about Jesus. It's like not just forgiveness, but freedom from mm. all the stuff that we carry, you know? And so we rejoice in that salvation that he gives us and that we have the best ahead of us, but also there's this like that, that element of God just breaking in and setting us free from all mm. that crap that can just bring us down and keep us from the men and women that God has created us to be, you know? Man, it's beautiful. That is so good. Well, as you guys can tell, we are huge fans, huge fans of <laughs> Rob Warren. So we are, we're so excited. And uh, Rob, I'll, I'll add one thing to what Courtney said, even just about your testimony. And then we can talk a little bit about conference. But I think something that I'm really thankful for your testimony and Rob is your story of brokenness and God's redemption for you has just marked the way you do ministry, that no mm. one is too far gone for the gospel. And it's such a good reminder for all of us as Christians, but also laboring at college campuses, et cetera, et cetera, that you were probably the senior in college that no one would have guessed would have come to know Jesus. You know, you were like the guy after the guy after the guy that would never come to know Jesus, <laughs> probably would never come to like a salt company event or anything like that. And yet God has met you through Google praise God for that. That's, that's literally the first time I've heard that, that got someone got saved through Google. That's fantastic. Um, but ultimately that he has radically transformed your life. And now you're an incredible husband to your wife, a great father to your children. So tell us a little bit actually about your family before we get into the conference of how many kids do you have? How cute are they? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, cute yeah. wife for sure. Cute wife for yeah. sure. Shout out to Lisa. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Lisa and I have been married. This is, we're going on 15 years. And so, um, met shortly after. I remember a quick fun story. The first Bible study I ever did was a study through the Song of Solomon. So the same oh. Andy that led me to Jesus was wow. like, I, I think just like God just was like, this dude has a really bad view of women and sexuality. We need to get him into the Bible and scare the wow. whatever out of him. And uh, I, I, remember, <laughs> oh <my. laughs> I remember going through that study and uh, feeling like God was just like, stay away from my daughters until you can get your life right. And there was like mm -hmm. a span of like, I think it was like almost two years where I was just like, I was just all just running hard after Jesus. There was not a thought of dating anybody. And then I remember then this girl walks into my life and she could sing and she was cute and godly. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe we'll give this a shot. And so that was probably 16 years ago. And now we got uh, two kids, Lily and Titus. Lily's about to turn <laughs> uh, 10 which is crazy. Um, wow. and then Titus is seven and they're about as opposite as you can get. Lily's just like, kind of like the kindest human, kind of like Luna Lovegood a little bit from uh, Harry Potter. Can I say <laughs> Harry Potter on like this podcast? I don't know. Yes. Um, sure. You bet, Rob. Yeah. And so, uh, she's, she's like that. And then Titus is just like, just a Neanderthal just wants to fight yeah. and just aggressive, but they're, but they're awesome. Man, that is so sweet. Man, Rob, we are so thankful for you, man. We're so thankful for your influence in our network and even kind of the work you're doing in Madison. It's so sweet. How about we shift gears to the conference? Tell us what you're most, like what you love most about the SALT conference. You know, what's your favorite thing? The thing that you're like, can't wait to experience again this year. Yeah, man, I, I think it, it um, 
the words kind of came to me last year at the SALT conference. There was some of our uh, SALT company students from UW there and a couple guys that were brand new. It's the first time that they've ever been around SALT company. <laughs> and I remember seeing one of them after the Friday night session. And I went up to him. I'm like, dude, what'd you think? And he couldn't even talk. Like he wow. was just, he was like crying and just mm -hmm. kind of, he's like, I've never experienced anything like this. And then I was just like, the thing I said to him, I was like, it's a little taste of heaven, right? Mm. And I think that is like what I get um, so excited about with the conference. It's just like, it, it's like, it's a little taste of like, you know, the picture in Revelation of just being surrounding the throne of, of Jesus, just with every tribe, tongue and nation, just like worshiping him. And I, every time I'm at conference, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it just gives me like a, an, uh, a more like robust, um, eternal perspective of like longing for that day where Jesus comes back and wipes away that final tear. Hmm. And I'm just there in his presence forever. Wow. That is beautiful. And I totally agree. That's also my favorite part about conference. It's the way that I would also talk about it. And yeah, so excited to have that again, just in you know a month or so. And, um, Rob, this is actually your second time that you've spoken at conference. You spoke, I think, in 2018, which was one of my favorite years at conference. Um, and so this is the second time going around, but that was right before you planted uh, the church in Madison. But tell us a little bit before backing up just a little bit, how did you get involved into the SALT Network? What made you decide to to join? Because um, you were from another, another place. You were leading the church. Is that correct? And so tell us a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, so I was I was pastoring a church in Ohio on campus at Bowling Green State University, and you know it was it was basically a collegiate church, and so you know we could have like a, a thousand people on a Sunday, and nine hundred and ninety of them would be, you know, eighteen twenty years old, you know, mm -hmm. and so um, there was always this like thing in me of man, there's got to be a way to get like the old and the young and multiple generations together. But I just didn't, I never saw it done. It was the only expression of church. And I remember I was at some conference in Nam, and there are a couple of the SALT network leaders were there and they heard me say something about Madison and ran into him in the airport. I think I was talking with Mark Vance and, and he was just like, tell me what you want to do in Madison. And I was like, oh, man, I know it's, I know it's not possible, but we want to plant a church for the city and the campus. And then he just started mm. smiling. And I thought like he was going to be like, yeah, you can't do that, man. <laughs> but then he's like, Hey, we've been, we've been doing that for like 20 years and we'd love to help you out. Wow. And so it just was one of those, you know, those times in acts where it's, it's talks about like, it seemed good to us and the Holy spirit, they move forward. That's kind of like God just broke in and just kind of led us away from the place that I've been for so long, found Jesus there, was pastoring to go to a new place to start a new thing and spent some time in Ames and came to Madison. Yeah, I, I'll never forget hearing about you, Rob, from just, just from a distance because you and Aaron Rodgers were some of like the very first like recruits from outside of the SALT Network. Most people were kind of either raised somewhere inside of the SALT Network or attended a SALT company. Um, but boy, was Troy Nesbitt so pumped that he that he landed Rob, which is incredible. And so, yeah, thank, super thankful. Love that that God gave you that vision and that um, the vision that the SALT Network has could align. And um, one thing that I love so much about conference uh, is that it really does fuel church planning. I think people get to see it's cool. that like, oh my goodness, I'm not content with there just being a SALT company 
where I live or, or a good church that loves college students and the city, but I want to see more and more churches planted. And so conference is one of those places that helps kind of fuel that. And especially with, you know, some of our earlier church plants were a little bit more like organic. And I, you know, maybe you'd go back and say like, well, maybe when we planted in Madison, it was a little organic too. But um, yeah, I'm just super thankful for you and, and excited for you to preach again at conference. Uh, last year or the last time you preached, I think it was right before you planted and and now yeah. you're a, a part of the community at Madison. So as you're thinking about conference 2024, uh, what are you uh, excited about specifically? We're, we're teaching through Ephesians 2 and 3. You're uh, in Ephesians 2. Tell us, a, like, give us a little taste about uh, your sermon and what you're excited to, to share with students. Yeah. I mean, the thing, um, I think the, the word that I think of when I think about conference is like potential is like, I mean, we, we open up the Bible and it's Mm -hmm. the word of God, which is the power of God through the spirit of God. That's going to change people's lives. Let's go. And I, and I think like, I I love the fact that that's what we do at conference. Mm -hmm. Sure. We have great music, but Primarily, we're there to open up the Word of God and just let let it loose and let God just change lives. And so, I'm really excited about you know the the kingdom impact, the gospel dent that can be made with all those college students just being fired up for Jesus and running yeah. with a mission. And then, if, especially with Ephesians, you know, like the book is is really all about identity, mm. and Paul is hammering home like gospel identity. And so, as, even as like you know, college students, but even like grown men, like we struggle with this and we say, well, I am this. And Paul just kind of comes in, which is gospel truth. And he says, no, here's who you are, Hmm. you know? And he starts off like chapter one with this beautiful list of everything that Jesus gives us. And then chapters two and three are just kind of like stirring the pot and being like, here's what the gospel means. And then he goes on to kind of say, here's the impact of how we, we live. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think the text that I'm going to be looking at is, you know, this distinction between Jew and Gentile and how the gospel doesn't just reconcile us to God vertically, but how it reconciles us to each other horizontally. Mm-hmm. And, right. and that's something that everything, I mean, it's, you know, it, that's so prevalent in our world of just like, how do how can we have like unity among differences, you know, and we're going to be talking about how the gospel kind of just like brings us together in a beautiful, weird, mysterious way that when done right. And the way Jesus, you know, tells us is like, it makes the world turn and be like, what is that? And then Mm -hmm. we just get the point to the glory of God through the gospel Mm -hmm. of Jesus. Yeah, man. Praise God. Well, Rob, we are so excited for you to teach, man. As as scary as you look from the outside, on the inside, you're a soft, soft, <laughs> soft teddy bear. So I cannot wait to give you a huge hug. And if you ever call me a soft teddy bear again, we're going to have some problems, Tony. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you guys can't see Rob, but he looks like an NFL linebacker and he has the facial hair of a lumberjack. So you're going to love seeing him at conference. So you'll be very readily accessible on the little escalators up at the Iowa Event Center. Anyways, it is going to be a blast. Well, Rob, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to join us for this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast and you're excited about learning about what it looks like to be horizontally unified as the body of Christ through the Saturday morning session with Rob Warren, we just want you to know you are in good company. We'll talk to you guys next time.